Who made y'all's intro? I've been meaning to ask. Really? It's so dope. It's incredible. You just <laughs> became his new best friend. I really like it. It's like hype. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Fire. I don't use that word, but yeah. <laughs> it's not lit. <laughs> it's not lit. That's inappropriate. Oh, yeah. Wow. Inab- lit's inappropriate now? No, like that would be inappropriate to describe it as lit. Really? Of course. I don't want to get canceled on Twitter. I don't, I feel like lit has, the definition has changed. Right? I mean. Wow. I'm, I'm really feeling old in this moment right now. Y'all were talking about VHS tapes. All right. Hi, everyone. And welcome to another episode of the My College Story podcast. I am Miranda Davis. And I am Brian Motto. And we're excited to interview another one of our current seniors, Eon Absar. Hey, Eon. Hi, guys. Welcome. I'm so excited to be here. We're Eon's, excited to have you. Eon's so excited. I love podcasts. She, I think we'll get into We'll talk about it in a second. Okay, okay, so Eon, you have been here at All Saints since you were in 4K? Yes. 4K. So she's an Alpha Omega. 14 years. Alpha Omega, girl. Yes. 14 years. So we know Eon because she hangs out in our office a lot. But I think the first, I think you started hanging out in our office sophomore year with Ethan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. With, you were one of the brave souls that came down with the juniors and seniors. Oh, yeah. Because the seniors that year were scary <laughs> and they were like intense debate kids. So if you yeah. said anything wrong, they would correct you. And like being 16 and wrong is kind of scary. scary. Yeah. It's a little intimidating. Yeah. Our, we don't want our office to be intimidating. Sometimes the seniors make it that way. Sometimes y'all That's make fair. it a little intimidating. No. Us? Yeah. Just a little sometimes. When you're like. 14, 15, yeah. you're like, it's oh, just, it's, it's the scary. college stigma of it that's yeah. scary. Yeah. Hey, but we have candy. Mm-hmm. We have mood lighting. We've made it a great place. This is true. That's and right. like good conversations. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's the best part of Eon is you can literally sit and talk to Eon about anything. I love talking. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have Eon here and we're excited to talk to her. Why? I don't know. Because it's Eon. <laughs> no, because okay. so the last episode we talked about activities, finding your passion through your activities. And I think Miss Davis and I have been so impressed with you this year with your outlook on this whole process. You have absolutely just taken things in stride when anybody says, where are you? Go- where are you going? You're like, eh, I don't know. Um, and I'm okay with that. Never. Yeah. And, and, and yes, and you're absolutely 100% okay with it. Um, you just feel like things are going to work out and I, I, I have just so admired that approach and I wish it's something we could give to everybody else. So I think that's what we kind of want to talk to you today about. Yeah. Okay. Well, (laughs) okay. There's a lot to say about it, I guess. I think it comes from my dad a lot of the time. It's like, whatever happens, happens. And I just sort of put that in the back of my head. So that's sort of where it comes from. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing we want to talk about is like we, like Mr. Motto said, we talked about activities. So what activities have you been involved in during high school? Mostly like the majority of my time since freshman year is basketball because it's in the middle of the year and it's like the longest season ever. Uh, So that and then theater I did freshman year 
and sophomore year and this year, but only half of this year. And then I volunteer a lot outside of school. And what else do I do at school? Where, where do you I volunteer? I was in like Spanish club. Oh, where do I volunteer? This mm-hmm. is a big thing. I know. I volunteer a lot. That's kind of all I do. Like um, 542 hours worth. That's all? Is that, that the actual That number? you've turned in. Yes. That's the actual uh, number? Yes, I, lo- I looked at it yesterday. I oh. bet you it's probably more than that, though. It's probably that she's turned that's in. Just, yeah. That's yeah. just what you've turned into the school. Oh. So it's got to be more than that. That's kind of a lot. I yeah. don't ever look at that number, I don't think. Yeah. It's a big number. You're okay. past 60 and you stopped Good looking at it, but you kept turning in the forms. It's because, okay, when I was in eighth grade uh-huh. and my mom was like talking about high school, uh-huh. I, for some reason, was like, I have to get this done now. And so the summer after eighth grade, I immediately started volunteering at like the hospital and doing everything. And I didn't really enjoy like 90% of the things I was doing, but I was like, I need to do this for the hours, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. And then I found one thing and I was like, I think this is my favorite thing I've ever done ever in my whole life. Let me do it for the rest of my life. Yeah. And that's what I think I'm doing with the rest of my life now. So it's volunteering and it's respite care. (laughs) Respite care. So tell us what is respite care? Basically, you work with a bunch of special needs kids for one Saturday. It's like the third Saturday every month. And with COVID, they didn't have it like all summer. And I was super bummed. But you just spend the whole day with them. You help them out. You as you like learn about how to actually behave with kids who have special needs, you, I guess, like go up levels. And so you work with like the lesser needy kids and then you go up and you can like learn how to feed them. And then there's this one baby girl and she is the cutest and she has like Down syndrome. And I got to feed her like three times ever. And I think that's my life accomplishment. (laughs) She's so sweet. And I haven't seen her in so long. She's probably huge now. Probably. But yeah, it's so fun. And it's like the whole day. Uh, When I first went, though, I hated it. I hated it because I was so nervous and I like I felt like I was doing everything wrong because it's like, how do you behave around kids who like they can't speak to you? They can't tell you what they need. That's super scary. You're going to hurt them. Something's going to go wrong. They have parents who care about them a lot and like you're going to mess up. But then I just kept coming back and I kept learning and I kept getting better and just forcing myself to not be nervous about it. So is is there anything, was there one point that it just really clicked for you? Is there something specific that happened or was it just that repetitive nature of continuing to come back? I guess a combination of both. The first time I ever fed that one baby girl, I was like, wait a second, wait a second. I think this is super cool and I'm kind of in love. But then I kept coming back after that and like that feeling grew and grew and grew. Okay. And I was like, okay, this is kind of sick. <laughs> Not lit. Sick. Yeah. Just want to clarify. I don't know if they're you gotta keep the old people up with the lingo. Because that lives like before we even intro the podcast. People are no, I know, but I mean, so before the podcast, Eon was enlightening us about the correct use of certain (laughs) adjectives. Uh Um and and so the older generation here doesn't quite understand. There aren't any real rules. I'm just saying, like, if you called something lit and it wasn't actually lit, everyone would laugh at you. Including me, and I just want to save you from that embarrassment. I appreciate, appreciate that. that. Thank yeah. you. Yes. Which means it's just not going to ever be used, is what. Uh, right. It's on the no list for me. No, you can use stay it. Stay away from just it. Just like use it cool. Well, yeah. I just don't want to use it incorrectly, so I'm just not going to use it. No, don't close your doors. Okay. You got to keep all your words. Word okay. options are like, the, words are like the coolest thing ever. You can't just say you can't use a word. Okay. Well, we'll censorship, work. Ms. Davis, don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even get me started. D- another, another topic for another day. <laughs> 
So, okay. So respite care, you've fallen in love with it. You've obviously worked there, uh, volunteered there quite a bit. Um, so thinking about now the rest of your life, how has that led you to what you would like to do post high school? And then as of today, potentially post college. A lot has to do with respite care, but also not a lot, I guess, because working with those kids was super enlightening. And I really got to see like how different kids can be and like their brains can work all sorts of different ways. And that's what I'm super interested in. And then also like the research part of that, which I didn't get to do with respite care. That's what I want to do in college. It's like a lot of research about brains and neuroscience and psychology. Mm -hmm. And then maybe at some point, work with people again, but I don't know. Okay. I have, I have a lot of passions, I guess, in that field with researching and working with people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and they all relate to each other. So again, respite care is, has led you to that, which is great. So again, so thinking about that time, what are some, some of the most valuable lessons that ha you have taken away from, from respite care? Anything uh, in particular? The most important for sure was just going back and just trying again because I was super nervous, but a small part of me was like, Hey, there's something there. Like you should go back. It's just once a month. Like what's the harm? And it's like hours, just do it for the hours. But the, then when I went back and I overcame, I remember sitting in the car for so long and just cause I couldn't drive. So I was just sitting with my mom and she was like, you need to go inside. And I was like, but what if I mess up? What if I hurt a kid? What if I don't know how to behave? And the first time I went, I was with my sister and we just sat in the corner and we were super quiet. We didn't like know how to talk even to like the adults it was super awkward, but we went back and overcoming that like nervousness and making it like turning a place of uncomfort into a place of like super comfort. And one of my favorite places to be hardest thing ever, but so worth it because now I get to like exercise a passion. So anytime I'm uncomfortable or nervous, I get to sort of challenge myself to overcome that instead of being like, no, I might mess up. Oh, which I guess completely relates back to how you've handled the college process. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I just really love how, cause you've told me that story before where y'all sat in your car and you're like, should we go in? Should we stay here? Can we leave? If we left, no one would know. Mm -hmm. And I love that y'all like really took the, we're going to be uncomfortable. We're going to try it one more time. And that was when it just kind of clicked for you that like, this is where I want to be. This is what I want to do. I love that because I think we get such in a spot where we're like, well, I don't like it, so I'm not going to do it again. Well, that's uh, so unrealistic in the real world. Mm -hmm. Another buzzword for our life. But I think that's such great, like that at such a, at 16, that you were like, okay, I need to challenge myself a little mm -hmm. more. I need to do something that makes me feel uncomfortable because it may be better later down the road. That's awesome. You're awesome. Thank you. You're awesome too. <laughs> Thanks. This is also why I like Eon to be around. She's very self-affirming. She makes me feel good. Positive um, self-talk only. Huh? Positive self-talk only. Yeah. I'm going to need her to Can't stay. afford to bring yourself down. What's the point? I love you. <laughs> All right. So, so you've kind of found what your passion is or what Mr. Mod and I like to say makes your heart sing. Right. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. I've never heard you say that. Oh. <laughs> Obviously she hasn't been paying attention. Maybe. Okay. Obviously. I think we only started that a couple years ago. We did. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, Tell us how you started building your college list. What did you look for when you were starting to make that list of places you want to apply and why you wanted to apply there? 
all I did was apply to schools in Texas. <laughs> and everyone I've told that to has a different strong reaction. They're like, no, you shouldn't stay in Texas. Or, oh, like, that's kind of narrow-minded or whatever. I don't care. That's what I did. <laughs> because yeah. I knew that I wanted to stay in Texas. Texas is home right now. And home will change. But right now, it's Texas. Yeah. But what... So, obviously, you didn't apply to all the schools in Texas. Obviously. But what... Like, what were you looking for when you were building that list of schools that you applied for? A lot of it had to do with the college trips that we took. I think every school that I applied to, I had physically, like, taken a tour, been on their campus, except for the ones in Houston, which were also the ones I got denied from. No correlation, just pointing it out. But I think part of like being on the campus mm -hmm. really, I was like, wow, this is what it's going to feel like to be here. I could see myself here. And then the first time I went to Trinity was like that instinct reaction. I was like, whoa, this is the, that was the first time I felt that feeling of mm -hmm. I could see myself here. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, okay, could I see myself in the other places that are like Trinity or like completely different from Trinity. And I sort of based it around that, which was a weird decision to make in that moment. Mm -hmm. But because I felt that feeling there, I was like, okay, now I kind of know that gut feeling. Yeah. What I'm about. looking for, like in my own self, I guess it's kind of abstract, but yeah. Awesome. So, um, did your major kind of go into consideration for all those places as well? I guess I didn't apply to any quote-unquote bad schools because I that's like silly why would I I only applied to schools where if I got a full ride I would 100% go and I would know that I would be happy there that's a good way to look at it because why like if I if I had to not pay a thing then I would go to that school like that's that made sense to me in that moment and I wasn't like gonna apply to a school that would have a program that just like wasn't a good like educational investment, I mm -hmm. guess. So I applied to schools that I knew had good classes, good education, good like academics. I think that goes back to what Mr. Mata always says is make it, it's six first choices. Yeah. Right. Like you don't apply to a school that you're not going to go to because that's just dumb and it's a waste of time and money. Yeah. So would you say you made six first choices? Yes, because if I got a full ride, I genuinely think if I got a full ride from any of those schools, I would go. But because I didn't get full rides, a lot of them were like immediately off my list after I got like an exception acceptance or whatever. I was yeah. like, OK, I see. I see how this is narrowing itself down. It yeah. worked itself out. Yeah, I didn't stress. No stressing. You did. You didn't. I stopped stressing 10th grade. Stressing is for freshmen. <laughs> I'm sorry, freshman. You're going through Why a lot of Why don't we 14. have an Eon quote board? <laughs> I don't know. How did this not become a I thing? I think it just started, like, right this moment, because it's recorded, and now we can go back and find all of I only Eon say quotes. the same six things See, over what and was over. that? Stressing is for freshmen. I'm Stressing writing that down. Stressing is for freshmen. Sophomore year. Oh, he's, he's actually writing freshing. it down. He's yeah. actually writing it down. He is writing Ew, it down. Stop. Um... Okay. Oh, so it's going into the uh, building your college story, beginning your college story for freshmen. I mean, oh God, yeah, stressing is for freshmen. To quote, I to only quote, have the same like six jokes. Sorry. Go well, ahead. we can. That's six slides. Then we're done. Done and done. To quote Eon Absar, the podcast star, <laughs> stressing is for freshmen. <laughs> I liked your announcer voice that you took Thank on. Thank you. That was good. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Okay. So. We talked about earlier how you've had such a great outlook on your whole process. So because obviously this year is a very stressful year, senior year in general. So how 
how did you have like what kind of how did you get to that spot where you're like it's all gonna work out it's gonna be fine you know where no matter where I because you've said anywhere I go it's fine so whatever happens for next year is gonna be great so how like what kind of helped you keep grounded in that trying to stay positive and stay on that like positive outlook how personal can I get as personal as you are willing to be oh I love being an open book okay you got to experience the lows to experience the highs that is what I will start with Agreed. because in I think like August-ish at the beginning of the school year I wasn't here for like two weeks mm-hmm. because my our family got quarantined mm-hmm. and I was like so hype for all college things I was ready to do all my applications I was writing my essays I was getting it all done mm-hmm. it was incredible super proud of myself and at that point I think I was like if I get into Trinity I'm 100% going there like I don't care about the other schools they're great if they give me a full ride like that's what gets them back into the consideration pool but Trinity like let's go and then something happened I don't know what but around like October to December I got like really emo and it was like super cringy and like it just everything I did I was like I don't care like whatever it's dumb everything's dumb nothing matters yeah like stuff like that very like eighth grade black nail polish (laughs) which I have on right now like hoodies all the time stuff Mm -hmm. like that that was just like okay she's she's going through it Mm -hmm. and that like mindset stuck with me after I became not emo I guess and but like I could turn it into a positive thing because you're right nothing matters so do like everything you can while you can like this is what you have this is how like you get to turn it into whatever you want to and make your own happiness instead of being like kind of annoying and moping around everywhere and because yeah nothing matters you're so right at the end of this you're not gonna like Your life isn't going to be super incredible and like everyone's going to be talking about it, but it's still your life and you get to be happy about it. So wherever you go to college, you're going to be happy if you choose to be and like stuff, stuff is going to happen. Years like this year are going to happen. It's going to be really, really tough, like kind of all the time. But like when you sort of understand yourself and you're like, hey, I know how to make this situation into something that's going to be like even if it's not fruitful it just kind of is mm-hmm. and then that's it like you just wake up the next day yeah, just kind of do it adulting's hard and it's not always a walk in the park so you gotta yeah do the lows along with the highs yeah oh. and it took me being emo to understand that <laughs> <laughs> another good quote for later by eon being emo <laughs> is hard <laughs> Stop. Being emo is hard. That's the quote Being right there. Emo is hard. Got it. Okay. Mr. Mato's taking good. very hard. vigorous notes. He over underlined there. it twice. <laughs> Why? Oh. Yeah. So, okay. I came to know you before you were even in high school because I had the pleasure of working with two of your older siblings. Right? Can I talk I mean, about my siblings? I love talking about my siblings. So I think, let's see, Eden was a senior my second year here. So Mm -hmm. I got two years of Eden and then I got all four of Azan. So um, I got to watch them go through the process, both wonderful students, wonderful people, and they are doing both doing great things now. And so you, I want to say you have this high bar set for you, but at the same time, I have never felt like you had this 
unrealistic expectation of living up to anything that they have done before you. I, I feel like you have completely been yourself. Maybe that's not true, but at least in my observation, that's how it's been. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I, I guess I want to know what role did siblings, parents, uh, what role did they play in this process? And just maybe about your outlook. I know you mentioned your dad earlier. So my siblings are studs. They're so cool. They're the coolest people <laughs> I've ever met. They're so okay. Yeah. Anyway, they went to <laughs> great colleges. They are super smart, super kind. And at some point in my life, probably when I was 14, I felt like pressure to be like them, but my siblings all moved out of the house when I started high school and I was like alone and I had to just sort of, again, like live with it and being comfortable with yourself, like every single day, just coming home and being like, Oh, it's just me. There's no one to talk to. There's no one to like cook a bunch of food and sit down and have a huge meal. It's just, it's just me. And that's okay. So like moving forward, whenever it's just me, I'm like super comfortable. And they sort of taught me that because they were just like not there, but they were also like a phone call away. And that like knowing that in the back of my head was so comforting. And I don't think they know that because I didn't call them all that much. But when I really needed to, they would drop everything. It was like a four way phone call for hours. And I think it only happened like once or twice. But those are like the most important conversations I've ever had mm -hmm. because it was just like a, like, just drop everything. Like I need to talk about this right now or else I will actually explode. And they <laughs> were super willing to do that. And I think that's that. And my parents lately, we just get late for school and work sitting down at breakfast and having the longest conversations ever. And they're like, you need to go to school, right? And I'm like, yeah, you need to go to work. And you just don't <laughs> do either of those things. And I think that like conversation environment that I grew up in and like can feel in the back of my own head is super helpful because I can talk through my problems or talk through like a process like college and explain it to myself. Basically, my family's super awesome and super supportive. And um, I still have to conv convince my dad about Trinity but he'll, um, he'll come around. He'll come around. Yeah. So I, how is it kind of a follow up to that? So they left when you started high school, but they've been back. <laughs> oh my all, gosh. It's great. So, of them, right? right. So yeah. how has it been having them all back in the house? Wild. <laughs> she, <laughs> says, just she says with a wild. huge smile on her face. Every day is wild. Okay. Well, I don't want to, you know, get off the college thing, but my brother makes pancakes every single day. Who knew was on had that talent? Every single day, I'm like, do you not get tired of pancakes? And he's like, no. And he wants to, <laughs> oh, plugging my brother's upcoming like YouTube video or whatever. <gasps> he wants to make a video of himself making and eating like 15 pancakes because he just thinks he can do it. His other goals include doing a handstand and um, I guess like doing well at Harvard Law School, which is also just a thing that he does. Just the thing. That's on the, the side. That's the, yeah, the that's side. lower on the total. Staying bowl. up till 4 a.m. Getting a six pack. Um, getting a six pack. <laughs> <laughs> doing handstands, eating pancakes, Harvard Law School. Like, yeah, that's my older, older brother. Yeah. Sounds like a good list. I feel like yeah. we need to have a Zon on and be like, what's the deal with the 15 pancakes? Like why, like. Why? That's such a specific, like, I want to make and eat 15 pancakes and video <laughs> record it and put it online. Why? I He eats a lot. 
cool. Every time yeah, I come home, he's pack. like, he's like, did you bring food? Like, are those like special pancakes? Because I don't think 15 pancakes and six packs really go together. I think there was a phase of healthy pancakes uh-huh. and like sugar-free syrup. Okay. And he like calorie counts. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I don't know. I look forward to a Zontube. A Zontube. That should be his <laughs> YouTube channel. If you need some that. ideas, tell him to let me know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so we always want to ask two specific questions for every senior that comes on. So one, what is one thing you have really enjoyed about this process? Good question. All of it. Um, I enjoy processes. <laughs> like just like going through a thing and like really seeing it to its completion. I love when things end. Oh my gosh. It's so satisfying. Like closing all the tabs after you finish a thesis chapter. The best Ooh. feeling. It's so... Okay, yeah. My... Okay, what do I enjoy? Mm, I think talking about the process, obviously. I can talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, learning to understand myself, just in yeah. general. Like, being able to write about yourself Ooh. is so complicated. Because you have to, like, answer this very specific prompt, or, like, a very vague prompt with a very specific life example, uh-huh. and, like, really elaborate on it. and Which is make hard. It, make it seem like it means something to mm-hmm. you when it might just have been a thing that you did. And then you're like, oh, okay, like maybe this did mean something. And now I have to convince you that it means something because like, you know, maybe you think that me volunteering one time was not that big of a deal, but no, it was, I promise. And you just like, I don't know, writing about yourself and making it good and mm-hmm. making it like a real expression of your words is super complicated because how do you express yourself? See, this is why Eon cracks me up because when one thing would intimidate someone just ridiculously, you're like, challenge accepted. Let's do it. We're going to write about ourselves and we're going to make it great. Yeah. I meet everything with, I'm both nervous and excited. Yeah. Because being nervous is so exciting. Because <laughs> you're nervous because you haven't done it before. So obviously like, that's I something to be that. Being nervous excited. is exciting. You should write that down too. Stop so. writing things that I say down. What'd you write? No. At the- I, that might be my favorite answer ever. Mm-hmm. Okay. That you've learned about yourself, that that this process has brought out a new understanding of who you are and what you are, want, what you stand for, et cetera. At least that's the way I took it. And that uh, might be my favorite answer ever. Dude, it's it's all saints. I'm telling you. Credit. 14 years here. Really, it's been impactful. They really teach you about like balance and you see it like every single day. You take all these classes and you can handle it. You go to chapel and you do a fine art and you do athletics and you do all these classes. Hello, you're doing it. You're doing all the things. They prepare those students. And then at the end of it, you're like, oh, I don't know how to do anything. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. You have all these credits. Look at you. You're incredible. You're 18 and you've done all these things. That's cool. <laughs> it's cool she to be 18. She needs to be our hype person. You know, she needs to be the school hype person. You know person. those movies where like there's like that magical figure that like pops up on people's shoulders uh, that are like, you can do it. What you, I want a little tiny Eon on my shoulder to just be like, you can do this. You can make this happen. I like it. We just need to like record you saying those things and like make it or be like, hey, and like play it on our phone when someone comes in. I just don't think I can write about myself and say, well, Eon says you can. You can do. Oh, just wait till I get emo again. Then I'm like super, ugh, the lows and the highs, dude. Yeah. It's we're... bad. I'll be like, no, you can't do anything. You know why? Because you're just like, you, you're just you and you suck. But that's See, like more internal, that's the other I guess. Side. 
Uh, we won't talk I guess about I do Neon. exist in multitudes. We whatever. Like, we like. That's the name of my sister's Neon. book. My sister's writing a book. My oldest. Okay, I have three siblings. My oldest sister, my brother, we already talked about. I have another sister. They're all great. My oldest sister's writing a book. It's cool. It's a fun time. I think it's just a party at the Avatar house all the time. I mean, yeah, because no one's actually doing any work. <laughs> <laughs> like she is writing a book, but also when does she write it? You know, uh-huh. like Good we're all time. hanging out. All right. Question number two, Mr. Mato. So thinking about the students who are getting ready to go through the admission process, what piece of advice would you give those students? Can I do a joke one and a serious one? Please. Apply Texas. Don't use it. Oh, if you don't have to use it, don't use it. It's trash. It's trash. Who made, I made three accounts and they all got deleted. I finished one entire application, got deleted, made a new account, finished the entire A&M application twice. It got deleted. I finished the UT application and it got deleted a third time. Because that's the one you have to hit save at the bottom of every page. Oh, I did. I did. And every time I tried to log in again, it said, your account does not exist. And I said, oh, so I spent nine hours doing this A&M application for a school that I don't even want to go to that much. And yeah, don't use Apply Texas. Zero out of 10. <laughs> we don't disagree. Yeah. It's not the best. Common one. app. Common app's the way to go. I didn't use the other one. What's the other one? Coalition. Coalition. I don't know about her. She seems fine. Coalition's okay. It's very mm-hmm. similar to Common app. Common not as many schools in Texas accept the co- Coalition app though. So yeah. Yeah. Common app. Goat. Greatest of all time. For sure. Like objectively so. Okay. For someone who's never used it, she's very positive about <laughs> it. <laughs> no, I used Common App. I didn't use Coalition. No. So what so that was your joke one. What's your but real I'm also one? serious? Okay. My real one is something for me, like if I could have changed it, like looking back, I wish I didn't get emo just a little bit because it was kind of annoying. And it's like it sucks to be sad. Like mm-hmm. that's just true. And if I had like could have stayed sort of focused and like on that Trinity track train, I guess is what I'm calling it on the Trinity train. Um, Um, if I could have stayed like on that, Mm -hmm. like all the way, I guess the trajectory was going uphill. So it, I could have been like at a higher place than I am now, which is fine. Like it just is what it is. So I can't actually change anything in the past, and I did learn from being emo, so whatever. But if I could have, like, not had to experience that, yeah, then I would. But you should also not not wish for adversity, because adversity is sometimes good. It's true. Yeah. Builds so, character. So I yeah, have to ask, because I guess I haven't asked yet. So have you decided Trinity is where you're going to go next year? Yeah, I have. Uh-huh. But I got to convince Los Padres. Oh. I think my mom is secretly on the Trinity train because she's like cool like that. Like uh-huh. we're homies. Yeah. Me and my mom are homies. Dude, my mom is so cool. <laughs> my mom is every single day. I learn something brand new about my mom, about her personality or her life before she was a mom or like just her favorite thing to do at work or whatever. Every single day. She's awesome. incredible. She lives a full life. Dude, my mom's the coolest. <laughs> Love that. Your mom is the coolest. Yeah. My dad's pretty awesome, too. He's in med school. Have I told you that? No. Your dad's in med school? Yeah, he's like online med school or something. In like the Caribbean or something (laughs) random. It's super random. And he does it on the side. Like he goes to work. He goes to work. He has a farm and goes to med school. 
There's a lot so happening at sister, their house. Sister, oldest sister is getting ready to start a year long intensive creating writing program at Johns Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Brothers in law school at Harvard. Online. Mm-hmm. Dad's in medical school. Online. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, the pancakes every morning. <laughs> the online I mean, possibilities. Just a, yeah, there really just is a lot going on. There's just a lot happening. I think there's a lot to do with just like widening your horizon. Yeah. And like your life is what you make of it. So just like take all these opportunities. Hello. It's crazy. Imagine just like scrolling on TikTok all day. Sorry not to throw shade at you, but at whoever does that. But yeah, just like there's so much. Oh, my gosh. Stretch week. I realized a lot of this stuff during stretch week. Hmm? Stretch week 2021. Dude. Greatest week of my life. (laughs) Greatest week of my life. Are you kidding? We got to embroider and like string string around nails for three days and wear free dress and sit outside. What else could you ask for? Shout out to Miss White for craft Shout craziness. Miss White, yes. Okay. Miss White's a G. <laughs> okay. Well, we could sit here for another three hours and talk with you, Eon. Yeah. But it's time to end the podcast. Unfortunately. We're so glad that you were so excited. She's our biggest fan. She was the one. I will say when Mr. Mono <laughs> told you we were having a podcast, I was in the other room and I hear you go, oh, my gosh, yes, you need to do this. This is going to be so exciting. OK, yeah, because podcasts are like super like on trend right now. Yeah. Whose idea was whose idea was a college podcast? Well, it was my idea. Good for you. Uh, yes. Innovating. Yeah, I, had to, I had to convince Mr. Mono, but I think he likes it more than he. It's all right. It's yeah. all right. No, <laughs> it's incredible. It's great. All right. It, it's, it has a cool intro. Right. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to Mr. Hoffman for making our intro music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, Eon, thank you for being on this episode of the podcast. It was my pleasure. And sharing your college story. Um, all right. That's the, la- the end of Eon's story. Thank you, everyone, for listening to our episode. Be sure and tune in maybe next week for our next episode. We've been discussing topics. We haven't narrowed them down yet. But be sure and follow us on Instagram and uh, see you next time.